0: Advertisement time! Aren't you lucky? So, we have awesome deals for you guys at amazing prices that you can market and advertise on my podcast your business and it will be um, dirty and raunchy and disgusting but also quite awesome and well heard um, with 3,000 listeners and with all the time in the world to Twiddle my twat and tell you about it. Um, put your advertising on my choose one. There's plug one. Plug two. Um, I want to talk about pave your way to my vagina this lovely human with Next Step Construction. His name is Jason and his phone number is 587-982-3376. You can send him a dirty text. You can send him um, a business call. He does commercial and private uh, painting, asphalt, and concrete to get all your concrete needs with Jason with Next Step Construction. And Third and final plug is Aspect, the Alberta sex positive
1: uh, <laughs> education Aspect. center. Check out
0: Aspect. Aspect. That's all it is called. It's just called Aspect. Guys, just fucking Google it, okay? Aspect Edmonton. I'm
1: assuming the E is Edmonton. In the uh, no,
0: it's is probably education. community or education. Oh, that's smart. Anyways, so <laughs> they're a great avenue if you guys want to learn any beginner rope. They have, you know, some great LGBTQ2 plus um, courses and classes and get togethers and social gatherings. They have cross-dressing like social groups um, or support groups. They have game nights. They do, what's that uh, game? hard thing, D&D? They, they have that there. They do? Oh, they sure do. Interesting. Uh, are you interested in that? I, well, just finish the app. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: okay, fun fact of Aaron, I'm marrying a d and looks I like. sure not. Uh, you double dog, you. <laughs> Anyways. I know nothing. <laughs> nothing! I see nothing, I hear nothing. Um... Aspect is a great place for you to get all of your kinky needs met and to have a conversation and do new things and get taught new things. Um, That's about it. That's all the plugs I have. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and I will see you guys. Guess what's coming up in a couple weeks? New Year's
1: Eve! I was going to say the Feast of the Epiphany. Uh,
0: No. Uh, The. We're going to another hotel takeover and I can't fucking wait to tell you guys what we get up to because my answer for anything that comes up that night is going to be yes. And oh, we'll definitely. see uh, where the night takes us. Yes, 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 yes. Honey. <laughs> we'll talk
1: about it. We'll talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, love you all and thanks for the support.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Hello everyone and Welcome to Why Choose One.
1: Hello everyone. This
0: is my me and my fiance today in On the Road.
1: On the Road.
0: And heading to
1: The place.
0: The place with the stuff and things. Long Winter story fell. to my family. <laughs> Family's house for Christmas. So you I have happened... to. see the
1: wall from the edge of town.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> um I haven't been on here very much because I spent the last three weeks sick sick as fuck. Holy shit, that was horrible. Yeah. But um, I'm on the mend and here I am doing a podcast about something I'm very passionate about and I think is of utmost importance.
1: Is it about Bunny?
0: If anybody doesn't know, Bunny is my teddy bear. Mm. And it is not about Bunny
1: passionate
0: about bunny. I'm pretty passionate about bunny. I love bunny. Mm -hmm. Bunny's currently with us. Mm -hmm. So, what we wanted to talk about today was um, a a little uh, piece of polyamory that kind of doesn't get spoken about until you're really in polyamory and you're fucking it up.
1: (laughs) Yikes.
0: (laughs) What we want to talk about is... How... What?
1: <laughs> how people get into polyamory.
0: How people get into polyamory.
1: And how a lot of people get into polyamory. And, and some of the cautions about some of the ways that people get into polyamory.
0: And this is the truth. So, today mainly it's about the fact that when we go on to this course of polyamory, we want to make sure that we're doing it for the right reasons. And one of the reasons that would be misguided, not totally wrong, well, but misguided.
1: Trickier anyway.
0: Yes. Um, would be to fix you what you currently have. And that is, is a dangerous game to play. And sure, there is a risk and benefit to be weighed. And there is something to say about the fact that a lot of people, like swingers, for example, find that it really benefits their marriage. But for polyamory, it's a touch different than swinging because swinging you do usually together. And it creates a different kind of bond because you're experiencing these things together. But when you are polyamorous, and you're going on dates, and you're meeting people, and your emotions are starting to get involved... Exactly. Um, it becomes a little bit of a trickier, um, kind of concept. So what we're saying here, long story short, is don't get into polyamory...
1: Well, not don't, but... If... You have to be very cautious. Cautious.
0: Very cautious. Um... I've seen friends and very close, very close people in my life that have done this and who have gotten into a polyamorous relationship to fix their current relationship, and it went catastrophically. I mean, it would kind of work for a while, and then, and then it would stop.
1: Well, yeah, it could, yeah, and that's exactly what's, you know, we've seen happen before. Um, I mean, on the other hand... I mean, it could... You could actually... If it worked out for both people, you could potentially find... If you weren't on stable ground going into it... And you were doing it to sort of fix the marriage... Kind of like having a baby. There's a ton of people I know, that actually, that uh like... Oh, our marriage is in trouble. Let's have a kid. Because <laughs> it's going to, you know, re-cement the bond. Um, I even knew somebody poked holes in her husband's condoms, um, so that he would get her pregnant and have another kid because she was worried about, um, him walking from the marriage. Anyway, it's kind of like, it can be kind of like that, I shouldn't say it is like that, it can be kind of like that, it can be. Um, if things are not on solid ground in the relationship, um, I'd, a lot of people as swinging is one of the bigger ones like Jen was saying um, we've noticed that in a lot of our interactions with other couples that they got into LS lifestyle because they they were having problems in their marriage and they needed to spice it up or they needed to they were actually having problems like they were on the brink of actually breaking up and that sort of thing and so they decided to introduce L.S. to actually fix the marriage. And, I mean, that's that's tricky as it is, It right? is. But, I mean, then you bring in, like Jen was saying, bringing in polyamory where there's emotions involved. I mean, it could go, like is how I started off talking about this, is a it could actually go well if both people found partners. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's a new way of developing relationships. But, um but it can really go sideways if it's not in a sort of an equivalent thing, right?
0: Absolutely, and it's always more difficult when when um, one person has something and one another doesn't, because it doesn't create a very safe place, right? Like it, it creates jealousy or envy or you know some kind of um, disconnect to your partner, and because of those feelings, and it can get a little intense, and I. I agree with you 100%. I think people who um, who have, like, that's, people try to have children. Mm-hmm. And they try to have that connection when, really, if all you're feeling is disconnected from your partner, why not fix that connection on, like, a working basis? Like, you have to work in relationships in, in order to get, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you actually need and and fixing it by adding others or putting different, um, situations in front of you is not really going to benefit your connection as much as you just sitting there with your partner and figuring this shit out and communicating and the importance of communicating. And it can be, it can feel incredibly difficult. Um, but It can also be really fun Because Some people It works And it's great Some people it does work Absolutely Like I know Like I mean For personally for me My ex Well clearly my ex Um And I Had A situation where He was Not polyamorous He was not a polyamorous person He tried to be polyamorous He Really He did He gave it his Best go And unfortunately That just wasn't Um what I was wanting. I wanted someone who actually wanted to do, um, polyamory, not because they had to. And they also, he also thought that it was just a phase for me, you know, that he, he was hoping that one day I'd grow out of this. And that's not really fair to say to anyone, I feel, because Feeling like you have to grow out of the phase that makes you, you mm. is kind of,
1: well,
0: yeah, lame.
1: it's sort of a, it, there's a misconception about being poly. Um, I mean, to an extent, non-monogamy, I practicing consensual non-monogamy as an umbrella, you know, not, not like more like the swinging side or, you know, open relationships, Sometimes that's... I mean, that can be more of a phase, quote-unquote, that people go through. And I've seen that, and I get that, and whatever. And they do it for a little while, and then they carry on with their life. And, you know, they're cool. Um, But Polly's a little bit different. One of the things that I think, you know... One of the things that I, I think is a little tricky in terms of how people view well I'd, I'd say actually non monogamy in general but polyamory especially is that um, there's this notion in people's heads of oh well it's a good idea because you can't get you can't get everything from one person which is true mm-hmm. this is this is a true statement on its own but i don't know that that's quite enough of a reason to be poly because the idea for us and like you said before poly isn't about It's not like adding vitamin D supplements. We forgot to take our vitamin D, by the way. Oh, shoot. Um, It's not like adding calcium to your diet, right? You know, to supplement. For us, it's about adding on to something already that's strong. Mm -hmm. Adding on to something that is, you know.
0: Like a new tree branch on a tree.
1: New tree branch, exactly. Or I call it, you know, the cup overfloweth with love. Right. And so you want to share that, that love, that overflowing love of love,
0: love, love, love. with people. And it's good. I mean, I really, I've been really feeling a little trapped by the word polyamory lately. Mm, you, you stuck know, with that, that's, yeah. yeah. And the the discomfort of having to be a certain way because of the definition of polyamory and that struggle i'm telling you is not worth it for me i am just i'm not one thing i am many things yeah. but i am capable of living on consensual non-monogamy yeah. ethical non-monogamy type of lifestyle
1: it goes back to the labels question people are very quick to try and label something and if you don't label something they they're immediately suspicious are you in my tribe are you right. not in my drive
0: Or like even if like if, Even if I'm seeing someone I'm like do I need to For some reason have this desire To be like I need clarity Are we dating or are we not dating right. What the fuck's the difference mm-hmm. Because isn't dating If you really break it down Dating is like really close friends That you might have sex with And they also Someone that you have a connection with On a deeper level So when does that all of a sudden shift Because you need to put a label on it go away
1: (laughs) go away
0: I just don't I don't get it and I don't agree with it and 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 that's that's just for me it's not for everybody I know some people need those labels because they need the definitions and they need the clarity of the situation Mm
1: -hmm. well and and that's part of it yeah part of it is too is that people have this desire to belong Mm. and so you know I mean, well, I think I've mentioned it before on this podcast, that before you and I met, I actually had gone to a few polyfunctions in the city. And I was told in no uncertain terms, oh, so-and-so isn't part of our group because they are, you know, they don't practice polyamory precisely according to the definition that we do. And so they're not really polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And I was like I kind of rolled my eyes and, left
0: (laughs) right but you know like and that's why I feel like anybody can be whatever they want to be you know at the end of the day that's what matters what matters to you is the fact that you know you are living the life that you want to live and you're doing the things you want to do fuck when I was like so focused on that definition of polyamory I was feeling like like so much pressure that, you know, that I was doing it wrong and that I wasn't doing it right and I wasn't fitting in the tribe and whatever.
1: Well, and this is the thing, is I, and it's part of my personality, is that I don't understand why everything has to be one thing. Why do you have to only approach relationships in one way? Like, that's, it's the piece that I've never really understood. You know, I, <laughs> Why can't you be polyamorous with one person, but, you know, just non-monogamous, close friends with another... Like, why do you have to apply a particular tem- template to every type of relationship that you're in? That's the piece that I've never really understood. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. For instance... Should I use examples? You
0: go and use whatever example you want.
1: So... differing a little bit from the podcast we did about a month ago. Um, Things have kind of changed a little bit for me in kind of a rather rapid and unsurprising way. Um, So I've gotten to meet a few people since that podcast where we were talking about being polyamory being hard and um, got into a situation where there is, you know, somebody that down the road, not right now, there might be a, an opportunity for an actual genuine polyamorous relationship with. An actual relationship. And at the same time, I've also met some people that it is definitely not going to go that way, but there may be other things, other benefits that come of Penis vagina. <laughs> from, Penis vagina. From relationship. He's
0: gonna fuck some pussy. It's not...
1: Lord. <laughs> it's not, you know, and it's not like it's establishing a connection with somebody. It's true. There's a friendship there, or the potential for a friendship there, absolutely. But it doesn't necessarily have to go dive deeping, deep, in, deep in, oh, diving deep, <laughs> hey, 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 into like a full-blown relationship.
0: And so, a huge part of this for me is the fact that it's a bit of a taste of my own medicine because but in like the most positive way you can look at it honey because that's what it really is you know like I have been dating and I have been fucking people and I have been you know going on dates and having relationships and Aaron hasn't really done that since we've been in this relationship and now he is so it's a bit of a transitional period for me too because I'm like okay we're doing this we're we're all in and I'm I need to know like what my real reassurances need to be because I now I have to dig deep and be like, okay, the things that he's doing, I compared them to what what I was doing. you know like and I want to make sure that you know we're still respecting our relationship and we're setting boundaries for others as well as ourselves to make sure that we're on the right path and that we're still connected in our relationship because that's the utmost importance to me. Um, I, you know, for the longest time I've been on and off this hierarchy thing and, you know, and I think the real fear of losing my partner creates this need for hierarchy and maybe one day we won't need hierarchy, you know, because we'll be so... Not comfortable, but we will be so strong and we will be so, you know...
1: Well, I mean, so we are strong. That's And that's sort of that's going back circle to how we got into this. I mean, we didn't do this. We didn't get into polyamory because we woke up one Sunday afternoon and thought that it'd be a good idea. Yeah. And that, you know, we needed to fix something in their relationship. This is this is who we were coming into the relationship which brings a little bit more I'd argue a more of a solid ground than if you're coming into polyamory to try and fix something Yeah. Um, and with that though there's still even in that case where you're super strong with somebody what we're experiencing now is it's kind of like a map think about drawing a map so for a while in our relationship we were only drawing the west side of the map which is you know Jen and her exploration of relationships and whatever and we never really explored the eastern side of the map, we didn't know what was there we didn't know, you know, what we had to chart and now we're in a situation where we are exploring the eastern side of the map which is me Mm -hmm. and we're running into new rivers and we're running into new mountains and we're running into new valleys and we're running into new you know, lakes and trees and all that sort of stuff that we have to figure out what what that is for us and how we want to interact with things Mm -hmm. things that you can't necessarily anticipate
0: no and it's so amazing you know we've been into this for our entire relationship over a year now and we have still all the time are running into things that we never even thought were Mm -hmm. a thing you know and we talk all the time like we talk about where we're at we check in almost 50 times a fucking day you know like 50 okay a lot 500
1: (laughs) where are you i walk two steps away from you i'm gonna send you a text
0: (laughs) (laughs) we talk a lot and our communication is fucking fierce and even now even still with all that communication we have a lot of growing to do and but a biggest part i think is because you're right we're doing this eastern side of the map and it's good though because it, it almost challenges us and I feel like we're never really complacent. it's true, you know? Like we're never like there's never a time in our lives where we've been like we got nothing going on. We're so bored. Our every day's the same. That's yeah, not. Yeah, we've never
1: had that in the entire time n- we've been together.
0: Never. Everything's been slightly complicated, but really good, and like. And for me, like, I'm, I'm okay with being that a slightly complicated place because I'm used to chaos, and chaos is a comfortable place for me. That's why I like so much dick in my beat. And, um, <laughs> and oh, <love>. <laughs> <laughs> one of the topics about this, though, in, with this conversation is that I'm currently not seeing anyone. And I'm not, like, I, I do have a date lined up. She. I, I have a date Ooh. I have a date but you know I haven't really been talking really that much with anyone and I haven't, like I put myself out there a little bit I'm back on Tinder I'm swiping the thing
1: Look for me in Edmonton
0: <laughs> <laughs> If you're know. in South
1: Edmonton set your location setting to Two, 10 10? kilometers in South Edmonton If you're in North Edmonton 25 to 30 kilometers mm-hmm. You'll find me. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing a yoga... I'll be doing a, um, a wheel pose in yoga on the front of the thing. Yeah. There goes my commercial announcement.
0: Oh, oh, is that your commercial announcement? Sure. I like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, today, we just wanted to take a second and be a little journaly with ourselves and give some wisdom that we have learned. And, um Yeah.
1: Be cautious about why you're getting into this. Yes. Are you really getting into this because this is who you are?
0: And be honest with yourself. Because
1: this is who you identify?
0: Yeah.
1: Or are you getting into it because of other reasons that maybe it's just not the right relationship? Maybe... I don't know, just be cautious of motivation I am a huge motivations person Mm -hmm. I'm you know, I don't do much with ends justify the means I'm much more interested in the pathway that people follow to get to a particular location Mm -hmm. because I'm a big believer in that motivation is truly the colouring behind anything that we do Mm -hmm. um You know, and that applies even to screw-ups. If you screw up, was it because it was a genuine screw-up you didn't intend to? Or did you screw up because you kind of had a motivation to maybe move towards a screw-up? Then that that can happen, right? Yeah. So, know why you are getting into poly or swinging or open relationships or... You know, opening a cat farm. Whatever it is that you are planning on doing. Because that motivation is going to color the entire process.
0: I know, right? Because, like, even if you are... Like, some people go into this because they're desperate for connection. And they're desperate for that Because they're not getting intimacy. in an existing relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that if you have a problem in your relationship. Coming into polyamory, swinging, whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, being open. Make sure you're going into it solid. You know, take that time, work on yourselves, work on your relationship, try to find where you're lacking, what you need, and see if that person can actually do that for you. If they can't, why the fuck are you in the relationship? This Just saying. A genuine question. Like, um, it's not the 1950s anymore. We don't have to stay married to the same person that never satisfies us. That's not something we have to do anymore. We are at this huge... Uh, moment in our lives and a new lifestyle we have available to us where literally you can have the person that you want for me I went and kissed a whole lot of toads before I find the nice romantic frog Who's and that? you oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. And, <laughs> and you know like it's just it It can feel a little scary because I know a lot of you have been in this way. You know, you got onto the life treadmill where you're like, okay, we're going to get married because we just got out of high school. We're going to have kids. We're, you know, going to buy the house. You're going to do the things. But you have to make sure that even though you've put yourself in the situation that you are in right this second, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what life you come from, At all times you can change your life and you can make the decision for you because you are worthy of an extreme amount of love. And don't be scared to take that time you need to put yourself in a safe place in your relationship or out of your relationship and explore. Don't be scared to explore. Don't
1: be scared to explore.
0: Because, yeah, it can be shitty. Fuck, it could ruin everything. But again,
1: if you're not, yeah. Motivation.
0: Motivation. Intent.
1: And I'm going to add something because something you said actually that triggered me off because there's a lot of people about staying in relationships where you're not satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular, I'm talking this in a general sense. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fear amongst people who are in relationships that they're not. The relationship is not giving them what they Require mm-hmm. And the only reason That they stay together The motivation that they stay together Is because of money Because they're comfortable Because of this, of that Really of Normal life, everyday things Yep And I get that the notion of Giving up that security Is
0: terrifying.
1: a terrifying thing. I did it I, well, I know it because you're... Well, you're very brave, hun. There's a lot of people that are very, very scared of it, though. Mm-hmm. They're very scared of it. Because, well, part of it is... Let's put our cards on the table. They got used to, used to a certain standard of living. Mm-hmm. And it's scary out there in the big bad world when you don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yep. But what if?
1: Well, it's not just what if, but it's also you can't poison it's slow poison
0: yeah your whole life how many years have you like for me i was eight years in and for five of them i was like i don't want to be here
1: how long you know do you allow yourself to poison yourself because of sort of those external factors when you know that you're not happy you're not living life you're not all those things like I said, I'm not talking about anybody in, in particular because I know umpteen dozens of people. There's a... Where I come from, in Lethbridge, the unofficial motto of the city. Hi, people from Lethbridge, if you're listening. hmm The unofficial motto of the city of Lethbridge. Everybody's married. Nobody's happy. Um, because there is this pressure and fear that... A, you have to get married when you're 14 and the Mormon missionaries come land. As soon as they hit the tarmac on their plane, you're off to the temple to go get to go get married. I mean, that's a big part of, you know, the Lethbridge culture in that area. But then, you know, staying together. Yeah, it's important to work on relationships, don't get me wrong. But yes. you also have to look at things a little bit more objectively as to whether something is actually going to work or whether it's not going to work in the long term
0: and those are very real conversations you need to have with your partner too Yeah. like not just with yourself you need to be communicating with your partner like if this is really something you want and you really love that person yeah. and you know you feel like you can actually work on it and you can get the things you need without them having to change yes, themselves exactly that's the biggest key
1: you know talking about wow we're all over the place in this podcast but that's okay i know somebody i know somebody in lethbridge actually who they they were married to their spouse for 15 years something like that and they were in a situation where the marriage was not working it was not working for him it was not working for her. They wanted different things. I don't think there was an LS or poly component in it. It was just sort of a general. They just weren't... It wasn't that they weren't getting along. It wasn't that... Um, you know, there was abuse or anything like that. They just... this The relationship as the type, the marriage, just wasn't life-fulfilling for either one of them. And so one day... A friend, a friend of mine said to his wife, "You know, I'm kind of done." And she said, "Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of done too." So they got divorced. And he got remarried, and they left on such good terms because they both were honest with not only each other, but with themselves that the marriage wasn't working and it wasn't, you know, wasn't what they were what they were needing. And he actually ended up building her a house.
0: You know, it's just amazing. She's like,
1: I don't have a place to live. He's like, don't worry, I'll build you a house. Because he had money, so that kind of helped. But he's like, yeah, no, we'll figure it out. They go on holiday together. Him and his new wife and his ex-wife, and I think she has a partner now, and the kids all go on holiday together. They have family vacations.
0: Like, it doesn't have to be a nasty breakup.
1: So... Why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because you can if it's if it's a case of the relationship not being strong enough or not getting what you need or or what have you? You don't have to enter into polyamory or swinging to try and make things better or try and have a kid or buy a house or, you know, start a goat farm or whatever it is that you feel is going to heal that relationship. Have an honest, objective look at it to see if it's going to actually be fixable.
0: And not only that, like I mean, if one person's feeling like, "Oh, this isn't Mm -hmm. really for me," I guarantee you that other person that you're with is sensing that.
1: There's a sensation of that, and yes, more often than not, guys, they're probably feeling it to a degree themselves too. Because if you're not happy, chances are you're not giving off the energy, and they're not. Pardon me, they're not happy.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, my breakup couldn't have went smoother.
1: Yeah, it was pretty smooth. It, was it wasn't so... quite as smooth as, as my friends down in Lethbridge. No, you no, we're
0: not, right we're, not, we're not friends currently, but, you know, like, it, it was, smooth. yeah, like, you know, it, there was all the typical com- uh, complications, the car, the house, the, you know, we had, there was trailer with quads, you know, like, all that shit. I mean, I took it a part of me to just walk away from all of it and just give my whatever like high five we had a great few bunch of years like it was fun but I am I'm, I'm walking away yeah. and he was like, cool you do you you do your thing and you know like I can still message him and be like probably hey how are you and he'd probably say good how are you you know but there's no bad blood there because obviously he knew too right and that that sensation that you know it wasn't going good, because mm-hmm. it it wasn't. Yeah. And then then there's then I get the privilege of leaving that, and holy fuck that was scary as shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have a whole basement full of some my shit, of just in case Aaron and I break up, boxes of like dishes and stuff, like in case I need to move out on my own, and I want to get rid of it all because i'm just like you know what this is good and i it feels different than any other relationship i've been in because i'm getting what i need but not only am i getting what i need i can add to our awesomeness Mm -hmm. i can accidentally slip and fall on a dick and be like honey there was a guy fixing the elevator and i accidentally slipped and fell on his penis
1: It didn't quite go like that.
0: Oh, I just
1: was... want to say to people, because it actually came up in a conversation that I had this week with somebody, with family members. She says stuff like that, but sometimes it's a little bit of an embellishment. To oh, a little bit. It's I'm not, not going to lie. actually that she, you know.
0: Slipped and fell and tripped on, pe- on a penis? No, you
1: did meet an elevator technician. I mission.
0: did meet an elevator. I mean, I said hello, and he was like... He was like, oh, what has you home in, in pajamas? And I was like, I'm a nurse. He's like, oh, you're a nurse? And I was like, oh, but I pretty much totally froze, freaked out, and ran upstairs. <laughs> yep, I could have flirted with him. You could have. He was really pretty. But I did not because I am a bit of a sissy and I cannot flirt well in regular settings.
1: So, I'm just saying, I just wanted to put that out there that, you know... I love the way that you put it. Cuz you could have. You absolutely could have. But, yes. you know, anyway.
0: Like I'm a I'm not a raging whore. Not. I don't accidentally fall on penises. You're a raging whore. This is true. Like I
1: don't you know. you would accidentally put
0: your penis somewhere and be like, "Oh, how did it get there?" <laughs>
1: Yikes. <laughs> I'm funny. You are.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm ending this podcast with a lovely note of I love you all and thank you for ho- coming back And I will do an advertisement <laughs> Stay tuned for two seconds Done.